I always wanted a brother. Always, always, always. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, isn't it so nice to be in the house of the Lord? Oh, good morning, everybody out there in Facebook land and all of our people who are sick and not feeling well or can't get out because of the ice and the snow. We just, we want to tell you we love you and we bless you today. Um, I just want to open quickly in prayer. Father, we do love you. We do thank you and we do worship you today. We know without you, we would be nothing and we could accomplish nothing. None of everything that we see around us, our families, our lives is possible without your love and your forgiveness and the sacrifice. Just like that song said, you bankrupted heaven just for us because of your great love for us. So we say thank you today. I pray, Father, that you would use this word to bless and to touch each and every heart, including mine, Father, for I speak this to myself as well. Father, be encouraged by the love in this room today. Lord, be encouraged by the gifts that have been stirred up today. Be encouraged by the faith that is growing and looming in the midst and ever-present, growing day by day. Be encouraged, Father, by the strength that you see coming forth in your sons and your daughters. Be encouraged, Father, by the love that you see all of us pouring out for one another and ourselves. Be encouraged, Father, for great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness to us. And we thank you today. And we are grateful. Amen. Boy, what a season we find ourselves in. You know, the Lord began to speak to me. Um, I think it was Friday morning. We had a snow day at school. And so I got to spend some extra time in the Word that morning and in the Lord's presence. And he began to speak to me about the change that we find upon us. Now, the world would want you to look at the change in the natural, you know, what we see on the news and what we hear at the grocery store, the drugstore, at the hospital and the doctor's office. But the Father directs our sight today to what he's changing and the change that he's making in the things all around us. See, when Father brings change, we have to change. We have to change along with him. When he begins to move, we must move. We can't stay where we're at. Because if we stay where we're at, we become, we become, we become stagnant and dull. And the water, that living water, the river that flows within us, becomes foggy. It's not like that clear, bubbling brook that flows through the kingdom of heaven that's active and alive. So we continue and we contend for the move of God in this house, in one another, 
in ourselves and in our family. See, we make the decision in the season of change. Though we stand still because we're listening, standing still in the realm of the Spirit isn't standing still. There's movement. So we're listening to what the Spirit of God is telling us. But even if all we do is lean forward, there is movement. And we are making ground. So the enemy would want to tell us sometimes that though we're still, nothing's changed. And we're no different. But you know, if the enemy's lips are moving, he's lying. Because there's no truth in anything that he has to say. He is a liar from the beginning to the end. And that will never change. That is why the word says, My sheep hear my voice, and they listen not to another. So in this season, as we begin to receive the full benefit of what the Lord is doing in this hour, we must become an open book. We must allow Holy Spirit to come and shine deep within us. Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxiety. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. I want to read that out of the Passion Translation for you quickly. Let's see. Here we go. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through and find out everything that may be hidden within. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. See, it's time to dig deep. We're approaching spring. It's not that far away. In the blink of an eye, we're going to open our eyes and we begin to see the buds come out on the trees. So, as we dig deep, there are times in our life where we become so conditioned to the condition that we find ourselves in. We walk through life kind of like a robot. We put one foot in front of the other one foot after the other. But God is asking us today to let the light be turned on. Open the closet. Open the dresser drawers. Look under the bed. Nothing can be healed till we shine the light of Holy Spirit on it. Nothing. 
And we can't walk in our fullness when we're walking wounded. See, Father never said that there wouldn't be any scars from what we walked through or wounds. But he did promise that there would be healing. We may continue to see the scar on our flesh, but that scar is a reminder of where we were, where we have been, and where we are going, and where we are today. See, today looks totally different in our life than yesterday did. It doesn't look, even 24 hours ago, looks completely different. See, when we stop ourselves and we cease looking with the natural eye and look into the realm of the spirit, there is continuous movement. Father never stops. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He is continuously at work, working all for our good. He never slumbers. He may sit down and kind of just watch and take all of his beauty in. You, your craft, we are his craftsmanship. And where we are going in these days and what he is about to do for us and for us to participate in what he's doing, we must prepare and we must work within, with the Holy Spirit. Don't stop his work. Don't stop his work. I can hear some of your voices right now. I can hear what you're saying. How could I possibly do what he's asking me to do? How could I possibly be a part of establishing the kingdom of God? So I want us to look at a couple of people in the Bible, a couple of men and women. First, I want to look at David. David was just a simple little shepherd boy. You may be just a simple little teacher. Or you may be just a simple little person that runs a food shelf. Or you may be a simple person that cleans. God doesn't care. God doesn't care what we do for work. He's not interested in that. I mean, yes, he's interested. But he's interested in what's inside. So David was a shepherd boy, a little boy. He was ruddy, red hair. To the common folk, he looked like just a simple little boy. But God had called him from the beginning of time to do unbelievable supernatural things. And those supernatural things started out in the pasture. They didn't start when he became a king. It started in the deep of the night when all that was around him were the beautiful stars of heaven 
There was no one there to speak to but God. And he began as a young child to create and form this relationship and fashioned it with the Father so that one day Father would call David a friend. I want to be a friend. I want to be a friend of Father's every day. Little David, even as a little shepherd boy, as a shepherd boy, gathered five little smooth stones and put them in a slingshot and slung them at the giant, and the giant fell to the ground and was destroyed. What giants are in your life today? What are the giants in your life that you continue to live with, that you continue to allow to take up space in your heart, in your life, and in your mind? I want you to think about them, and I want you to name them, because I tell you, in this season of change, the giants are going down. God has destined this season of change for the overcomers and the sons of God to rise and to shine. For the glory of God is going to come upon us in these days. And we are going to do supernatural, miraculous things. Things that we never thought we could ever do or accomplish. It does not matter our age. It does not matter our color. It does not matter our education. It matters what our heart says. That is right. Am I going to surrender? David had to surrender. David had to surrender as a young shepherd boy, a little boy. Who knows what his dreams and his aspirations were. God knew what his dreams and aspirations were, and he knows what yours are. And it's not too late. It is not too late. You are not too old. I'm not too old to complete the path that God destined for me to complete. To complete every single word, jot, and tittle in the book that he wrote about me. And I'm contending, and I'm contending for you that you will not fall short that you will not sit down in despair and fear and anxiety, but you will rise up in faith that it will come upon you, that it will come upon you like a new mantle, and you will rise in the midst of everything that is taking place, everything that does not look like God, everything that seems impossible. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do not settle. Do not settle for what the enemy is trying to tell you is yours. It is not yours. God says what is yours. He says what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and what you're go- where you're going to go. Who knows where some of you are going to go? Who knows what country you could go to? What is in your heart? Dream again. 
It's the season of change, and it is upon us. And we must be ready for what God is about to produce and release upon this world. I invite you. David knew who his father truly was. He didn't fear the correction because he knew the father's love. He didn't hide because he knew the father's love. And how did he know the father's love? Because he spent time with him. He sat under the shadow of the Almighty, hovered in safety in his presence, listening to his voice, listening to the songs of love that he would give to David, that David would write out, that we read, that we listen to, that we ponder, that we eat day in and day out. That These scriptures were a product of fruit from the intimacy that he shared with the Father. God wants us to bear spiritual fruit in these days. If you would look in Hebrews 12, I want to read to you verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, when we are just looking with our natural eyes, all we see is our pain. And when all we see is our pain, we completely lose sight of God. We don't see him anymore because we're consumed with ourselves and what we're going through and our pain. And Oh, nobody loves me, nobody cares. Stop. Stop. God loves you, he cares. We love you, we care. Love always leaves a mark. The mark on Jesus were the nail prints to remind us of his love. What are the marks of love in your life? I want you to ponder that. I want you to think about that because those are times of victory. Those marks of love that left scars on your natural body or your spirit, those are marks of love and victory. The song we sang said this morning that Father bankrupted heaven. He gave 
everything. Do you know why it's so important that we have intimacy with the Father other than its relationship? How can we survive without relationship with him, with Holy Spirit, with Jesus? We can't. We cannot grow. We cannot rise up as the sons of God with supernatural faith if we do not have relationship with him. See, Father created us to be loved. He created each and every one of us to be loved. And he created us to love. It's our nature as a son. We are sons. It's our nature to love. Without his love, we are like... I watched a movie the other night, and they said this little saying. Without his love, we are like a bird whose wings have been clipped and they don't have the ability to fly. We can't soar. We can't accomplish what we need to accomplish without his love. It's impossible to do the things that he requires us to do every day to love the people that are unlovable, and there are people that are unlovable. We have to know the Father's love. We are birthing. See, love births. Think of a mother. I know it's hard for you men to understand, but some of you have seen your wives go through it. It's a torturous, painful time. But you know when that baby is born, we don't remember the pain. We don't remember it. Because we have that little beautiful child that is a gift from God. And in the midst right now of what we are birthing, this change that comes in, there's an awkwardness with birth. Especially if you're a first-time mom, you don't always know what to do. And there's an awkwardness with change. It's different than what we walked away from. It doesn't look like this all looked. And we were pretty comfortable with that. See, that's why we don't like change. Because it's uncomfortable. You can say you like change, and that's great if you do. But being uncomfortable, being changing is uncomfortable. It just is. Everything is changing, and there is beauty, and there are new challenges. And as we walk with the Father by the Spirit, he will teach us the new terrain. 
and how to walk through it. It's almost like walking in a foreign country where there are bombs underground. See, Father knows where all those trips and triggers and ploys and plans of the enemy to trip you up. He knows. That's why it's so important to walk by the Spirit. The Lord has been showing me this week not just things that he wants to change in me. There were multiple things over the course of the past three weeks that the Lord had brought back to my memory that I had completely forgotten. Some of them were very painful experiences that I had to forgive someone for. Some of them were things that I did that I had completely forgotten that I had to repent for. The Lord is showing me, not just in myself, but as I work in the school, he's beginning to show me some things that he wants to change. And I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for the staff, and I want you to pray for the families. See, I want you to realize that there is a beacon of light above this building, above this property. It sits there 24-7. It's the presence of God. It shines day and night. And all of heaven stands witness of its light. It grows more powerful as we obey. It grows more powerful as we love and as we surrender. The light that shines in this house and above this property, it's a beacon. It's a beacon of light. It's like a lighthouse. We are a place of safety. We're meant to be a place that embraces those who are embraceable. The broken, the wounded, the ugly, the dirty, the smelly the homeless, the sick, the dying. That's what Jesus did. And he's called us to do what he did and even greater. I don't know what those greater things are, but we are soon going to find out. And so we must prepare ourselves. If you would turn to Exodus 14, I want to read. 13 and verses 13 and 14, but I, I want to kind of give you a word picture. So we're standing at the Red Sea. Here are here is all of Israel and Moses. Hey, they'd never done this before. They they never came up to the Red Sea and the Lord said, Cross. Well, how do we do what what do you mean you, you want us to Cross the Red Sea. God spoke to Moses and he said, Stop your crying and put the staff out over the water. And when he obeyed 
the waters separated. Now, I am telling you, those people were shaken in their boots. We just think it's this nice little Bible story. I want you to put yourself there. The Egyptians are behind you with chariots, and they are on their heels, ready to kill you and destroy you. You don't think they were afraid? You don't think Moses was scared? He hadn't done that before either. We are going to be required to do things that we've never done, that we've never experienced, and we're probably going to be shaking in our boots. But if we do it scared, if we do it scared, there is going to be fruit. There's a promise. It reads, and Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. There are some giants that you're looking at that he wants to defeat. And what he's saying is if you stand up and fight with me, I will destroy that giant. And the one you see, you will see no more. He will be destroyed and gone. Will there be others? Absolutely. But with every giant that is slayed, the more strong we become, the more steadfast we become, the stronger and the greater faith that rises upon us, the anointing of his power, the power of God that raised Jesus from the grave is the same power that lives in us, that says nothing is impossible with God to those who believe. So what is he asking us to do in these days? Do it afraid if you have to, but do it. Because when you know the love of your father and you know he's never failed you, he never will. Time and time and time and time again. Every one of us can look at our lives and we can look at this church. We can look at that building over there. This is a miracle. All of this is a miracle and it's not by our hands. It is by his. But we agreed. We stood beside him and we said, okay, Lord, we'll do whatever it takes. Okay, Lord, we'll give of ourselves. We'll give of our time. We'll sweat. We'll get dirty. What is it you want us to do? What does he want you to do? Say yes. Surrender. The words of this book, God's word, are here to be studied. That's why he gave us this book. Because in this book comes encouragement. In this book are promises God is not a man that lies. His word is true. It's not in him to lie. He will keep his word to you. 
I don't know what he's spoken to you, but you know. Some of you are holding it against him because he hasn't come through yet. Well, maybe it's just not time. And maybe you need to stand up and put your big boy boots on and your big girl boots and do what daddy's telling you to do. It's time to arise and shine. As we lean in and we forge forward as one, there will be nothing that we can't accomplish together. When we hold hands and love one another and edify one another, who knows what God's going to do? Who knows what God's going to do in Barbara's life as she goes to Florida? Who she's going to touch? Do you think her being in this church for this many years has been an accident? No. He's equipped her. He has equipped her. He's strengthened her. He's given her everything that she needs because she is being sent out. It's no accident. And he's saying... Barbara, you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have obeyed me. You have loved me. You have given to me without regret, without question. It's no accident that we are all here. I know mine's really looking... Yucky, Brother Sean, because I have read it and worn it to pieces. But there are two scriptures that I want to end with. One is 1 Peter 1.23, and it says, I have been born again. In 1 Peter 2.5, oh, you know what? I read the wrong one, you guys. 1 Peter 2.5, I am one of God's living stones being built up in Christ as a spiritual house. Here we go. This is the one I wanted. I am a member of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Don't let this go to waste. Use these scriptures. Speak them over your life. When you're feeling hopeless, when you're feeling like all you see is darkness, pull out the word of God and speak his promises. You are more than conquerors, and you are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, oh. Yes. Oh, I don't know what the title. What should it be? Let me think. What is it? Do you have one? No. Search me, O oh Lord. Mm. Lord. But I did write down on, on the top of all my notes that was change per- is going to come. What I did is uh, on top of my notes is I put prophetic because this was a creative. 
If we'll respond, this will be the creative word for us. This will change our lives. This is where we say, yes, Lord. And we do say this morning, Father, we say, yes, Lord. We say, yes. We agree with your word. We take it personal. And we will be that open book and search our hearts. Let this week, let's be a week, Father, that we're mindful of your word and that we're quick to say, all right, Lord, search my heart. I'm distracted. I'm negative. I need encouragement. Something's wrong here. I can't take any more. Search my heart, O oh Lord. Holy Spirit, be the reminder for us this week. Quicken to our inner man. In our thoughts, what are we birthing? When I'm discouraged, the elements overtake me. What am I birthing? Doubt? Am I surrendering to my adversary in his lies? Are my mindsets such that I I push away your promises? That I think I'm okay? Search our hearts this week. We invite you, just all of you, if you just personally say that you invite him in to search your heart this week. Just say it to him. Thank you, Father, for this morning. Well, for all of you that joined us this morning, blessings to everyone. Uh, for those of you that enjoy 